ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Thank you again for joining me and my guests, and thank you for your support as we spread the word about the importance of building relationships in business and in life and showing people that we care. And in the the new world that we're in right now, we want to make sure everybody is safe and well. So today, I am very excited to introduce you to my guest, Katie Bright. Welcome, Katie. Hello, welcome. It's good to be part of the show today. Thank you. I'm going to tell my audience a little bit about Katie. Um, Welcome to the Bright Side is a creation of Katie Bright with a client list spanning the globe. Katie and her team create unique creative projects from murals and wallpapers to maps and branding collateral for hotels, bars, cafes, restaurants, and galleries. She has 20 years of experience as an artist and designer and has received international press and is highly regarded within the creative field, which makes me feel very honored to have you in my company. Oh, thank you. Uh, (laughs) Katie is a graduate (laughs) uh, with a BA in Honours in Fashion at Kingston University in the UK and then moved to Treviso, Italy, where she worked as a designer. In, 20, in 2002, she relocated to Sydney, Australia, and, uh, and then took her fine arts or her MA in fine arts in London, and then moved to LA and began her art and design agency, Welcome to the Bright Side. And I, I saw somewhere, oh, here it is, um, and I'll come back to this later, but Katie had a quote here that said um, something about, where is it? It was something about home is not where the heart is, home is where your toothbrush is. <laughs> That's correct, yes. And I thought that might be a good place to start because you have definitely hung your toothbrush in many different amazing countries. So it would probably be scary to count out how many places my toothbrush has been in. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, do you still have wanderlust? I still have wanderlust, even in the climate that we're currently in. I'm like itching to get back traveling and seeing the world Mm, Um, but definitely LA is my home so it's a permanent uh, toothbrush okay fixture in the wall you know kind of thing okay so why did LA become your home when you've been in so many other amazing places I know LA and and I have as you know my daughter lives there and my sister and so I had the opportunity to move there and chose not to many years ago. So I'm just curious why it's your home. Um, I um, short story is I consulted a white witch to where I would be happy. Yeah, this is after- a great story, actually. Kate. I love it. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, uh, uh, she, uh, this this wonderful lady, um, uh, reads uh, natal charts. Um, and after living in many different places and, uh, and ending up back in the UK, I was finding it a bit difficult to progress. So I consulted her to say, look, where am I going to be actually happy? 
And she's like, oh, any, anywhere on the West Coast of the America, like all the way up to Canada. And I was like, oh, LA. She's like, yeah, you'll be really happy there. So I moved there a week later. Um, I just literally packed up everything and moved out here and uh, figured out how to stay. I'm on an artist visa um, and I've loved every minute of it. I've been here five years. I developed the agency um, and she described it was going to be like Santa Claus. So anything I think of comes true. So, and that's kind of happened. So yeah, it's been magical. Okay. Well, I have looked through um, your portfolio for the uh, Welcome to the Bright Side agency. And your work is amazing. And I can see you. where um, you are a, either, it LA has inspired you, particularly Hollywood, West Hollywood, and, um, or you have, you know, chosen to see LA in a certain way. And I, it feels to me like, you know, West Hollywood, like, um, uh, what do you call that? Um, Melrose Avenue. Mm. And I know one of your pieces was for the Magic Castle. I think it was a menu. And I've been to the Magic Castle and it's a very magical place. But your work seemed um, to bring it more to, uh, it, it seemed to elevate it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the, the menu design in particular was quite stagnant for somewhere that mm. is uh, very beautiful um, and it's like um, I mean the whole of LA I find especially West Hollywood is like uh, an adult Disneyland um, <laughs> so true so true and the Magic Castle is just such a, a wonderful um, it's like you've just walked into a cartoon almost but with, without being kind of um, cliche type of thing but yeah the menu design work it was quite bad. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, no. It was really bad. I'm really honest when it comes to things like that. It was awful. Um, and they, they got a great chef in and they wanted to bring the design up to the level of the, the, the quality of the food. Um, so, yeah, I, they had a, a garden, like um, a grow your own garden. So I wanted to promote that in the menu. So yeah. I did some really tongue-in-cheek type of illustrations of a garden grown out of a hat. Um, yeah, I saw that. It was amazing. It was fun. Um, yeah. Very whimsical. Yes, yes, very much so. So, so it fits me that way. I also saw in your portfolio that you did some very interesting um, – there must be a name for it, but some of it was like maps and uh, uh, visitor maps for different things and so on. And I had to laugh. Is that correct? Um, first of all, they, they call it cartography. Oh yeah. That's the grown up word for, yes. for maps. I know. <laughs> but here's the, the thing is like, I could never do anything like that because I'm so geographically challenged. And so I, I, I had to ask, like, do you just get the map and you have to make it look amazing? Or did you have to actually figure it out? Um, I was lucky to be given West Hollywood to do, do the map, which mm -hmm. um, it's my city. So I walk everywhere. Um, so it was kind of easy. Um, I'm terribly <laughs> dyslexic, which is uh, very amusing. Uh, it, it, the, the draft of the artwork tends to go through several versions because I probably put it in all in the wrong place. <laughs> um, but then that also adds to, uh, uh, adds to it, really, because, I mean, I have to then pay extra attention. I think anybody that has um, a challenge 
Mm -hmm. um, you tend to put more effort in correcting that challenge. So in some way, my dyslexia really helps make, you know, make sure that uh, the final product is to the best standard and correct and the right direction. Fair enough. So I wanted, I want to ask you that, you know, you've traveled so much, you, you, you stay in different places, you get inspired by things around you as most artists do, you know, that that's why I think probably one feeds on the other. But what about people? Because I'm all about people. I'm all about relationships. And I know that, that, um, you have worked hard at uh, networking in your uh, new home. And how has that affected or helped your work? I really love people. I mean, um, you can't create anything without others. And it, I can never really take full credit for my work because it's uh, the influence of others that help build on an idea. Um, really? I just, yeah. I mean, the, well, they might the, influence you, but isn't it, com isn't it then coming from you, how you, how you represent that? Yes, very much so. Sure. But I think, um, you know, I come often come up with ideas and then I pitch it and then it's the other person or the, the team that think about it and then twist it. And then I add more. So I guess it's kind of like layering a cake up. To, to the icing and the icing is I guess the final easy bit which is the um the, the labor of me doing the artwork but you still need all the ingredients to kind of add to the cake um obviously it's my 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 output and my creativity that produces the final thing but you know I do need people and I you know it's easier um said than done just saying it you know I've just sat here. I mean, I'm developing a brand right now and most of it's coming from me, but I do have people I go to, mm -hmm. uh, to run things by people that I trust. Um, that course, are my, yeah. Let me put it a different way. Then. Okay. In the sense that, okay. So as you have, um, done your work in LA, for example, the different work, I want to talk about a couple of different things here, but mm -hmm. um, has the work come first or has the, um, the request come for, for um, a project that then you have to get inspired by because those, you know, you're going to get paid to do it, but has it mm -hmm. come from through meeting different people through, through um, getting your name out there by, by, you know, one person maybe or one job that you did that then brought the next one and so on? Was it networked that way? I was really lucky when I arrived. Uh, my Airbnb host uh, knew an interior designer who became my really good friend okay. and mentor for my business. Um, and she commissioned me for one of my first big pieces, um, which is at the Farmer's Daughter Hotel at the Grove. Um, and then that snowballed um, with press and okay. people seeing the work that then asked me, you know, could I maybe do this and could that I maybe do that? That was the big wall, right? Was that the wallpaper? Yes. 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 So there, um, there were two restrooms back before things became gender neutral that were very female and male orientated. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I was actually given free license to do what I wanted, which was great. <laughs> Well, That's if I recall, rare. those look like they should be jigsaw puzzles. 
and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in a, in a very good way in this, in the sense that there's so much detail. Yes. Right? I'm, I'm no, I'm known for a lot of detail. Yes. I, um, Amazing. Um, I, I really want something that grows with you. I think growing up in Europe and seeing a lot of beautiful art, um, you, I like it when a piece evolves, so you never tire of it. I mean, mm -hmm. if you just looked at a picture of a, you know, a picture of a vase, a, a painting of a vase of flowers, you know, it just becomes a, a vase of flowers. Whereas I like a vase of flowers, um, a skull, um, a bird, a butterfly, you know, just like so much. So it evolves with you as, as you know, like when you read a book, if you read a, an influential book over and over, every time you read the book, you see something else in the book that's different, that's more applicable to you as you grow through your life. So yes, I was going really lucky that I had a really good introduction into LA. Um, and I've been really lucky that I just get phone calls. Um, so I've lovely. never really had to source work. Okay. Well, I know that you have an ongoing project that you've been working on called the women in a turret affair, correct? Yes, yes that's correct. Can you give me the, the, uh, uh, synopsis of what that project is? I know it's not finished, but it's a fascinating <laughs> project and I'm just, I, I think it would be something of interest for people. When I, um, when I was back in London doing my master's, I started doing work about being a woman and understanding what it's um, like to be a woman today from my footprint. Um, when I came out here, I came to where I thought women really were invented. <laughs> Hollywood is where um, it set precedents throughout the world of how a woman should be through the movies. Um, and obviously, as we've grown different types of media, that now is a bigger extension of how a woman should present herself. Or, um, But back in, say, the 30s and 40s, which is where I'm highly influenced from, mm -hmm. um, these women were, um, I mean, they created the hairstyles that are still fashionable today, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the eyebrows, the, the way the lips should be. So they really are my ultimate women. And then you come to Hollywood and then you look at buildings and they're really just a shell with a facade. So I started this architecture and woman experiment and investigation of, you know, the two, two stabilities of a woman and her facade and a building and its facade. So, uh, and also with uh, combining transformation, I'm obsessed with transformation. Um, so I started painting and, uh, and building these masks. So there's a lot of fabric mm -hmm. sewn onto the painting as well. Um, so yeah, it's really just understanding how, how a woman has evolved to the way that we have done today and paying homage to some great icons right yeah yeah and the misunderstanding of those women as well they were a lot more complex than we led to believe especially like somebody like Hedy Lamarr who basically invented the internet um and was never really given credit for that you mean she invented um, the internet she invented um she was a an inventor um Howard Hughes gave her a trailer full of um 
equipment that she could, in between filming, she could go away and be by herself and invent things. And she discovered uh, the frequency, um, the secret, secret, uh, the frequency for uh, uh, sonic waves. And she uh, patented it, um, patented the technology. Um, and was declined based on the fact that she was an alien in America. Even though the fact she, um, she for America, she, America had become a home, she raised uh, many, many millions for war bonds, hmm. um, but was always seen as an alien because, you know, she was from... Um, was she from Europe? Aust- she was Austria, Austrian. Yeah, Eastern and an incredible woman. So she was never really given credit for uh, developing the internet. Um, uh, you'll find an awful lot that, um, of information on Google because the, the, the people at Google uh, are very aware of her uh, history and are very, um, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of information of paying homage to her. That's interesting. Say thank you. I know that. So she was this most, and, and also Walt Disney um, used her, I mean, her, her face is very much throughout Snow White. And she was also the face of Catwoman too. So this woman hmm. is amazing that um, we celebrate in Hollywood history, but not for maybe the right thing. Right. We just think of her in the Bob Hope Bing Crosby movies, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. So um, just looking at your um, um, write up about the women in a turret affair which as i said before i know it's not finished um it each of the women that you pay homage to there is a full-sized piece of work 36 by 48 and then you've done the you're doing these masks for each one as well and yes. i just wanted to mention so you, you the women that you're um honoring here are marilyn monroe right uh yes. lamar natalie wood betty page uh, Alla Nazimova, Judy Garland, Audrey Hepburn, Elizabeth Taylor, and of course, Minnie Mouse, which I love. The only one I don't know is Alla Nazimova. Was she a dancer? Was she a... She was uh, the owner of the Garden of Alla. So um, across the road from the Chateau Marmont um, is a bank, a chase bank. Um, and um, there was a very famous song um, that was written about uh, knocking down paradise and putting up a parking lot, uh, which is exactly what happened. And at the Garden of Allah in old Hollywood, um, it, was, it, was, it was kind of like a magical time where anybody could get away with anything. Um, and the Garden of Allah was a secret place for Hollywood celebrities and well-known people to come and have parties and... Yeah, it was just a shame that, you know, she self-funded a movie. And, um, I mean, nobody should ever self-fund anything of their own. Um, just generally because it, it, you're too close to the project to be um, subjective. And she self-funded a movie which basically bankrupt, bankrupt. Well, it sounds herself. like you've done a lot of research on each of those women. It's fascinating. Yes. And I, um, now just correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that before we were um, 
sent to our homes to never come out again for a long time. <laughs> We're about to be honored um, as uh, at the 25th annual West Hollywood Women in Leadership. You were going to be one of the, and are one of the honorees for, was that, did that have something to do with this project? I think it's just generally my body of work and, okay. and, cele and a bit celebrating women. Um, you know, the, the things that we forget um, and also being the best, the best version of yourself that you possibly can be. Well, so that with, with all my, you know, projects within the, in the West Hollywood district. Right. Okay. I, well, I was quite lucky. An honor. I, I saw that uh, Maria Shriver is on the same, uh, the same, List. I know, very honored very yeah. honored to be part of the kennedy royalty yes that's very exciting congratulations i'm sure you'll get thank you uh, this, the award at some point and they will make sure that everybody gets honored as they should um so let's just switch for a second to the the digs collection because this is i think your newest project is that right that's correct. Yes, because um, in the past I've worked with private commissions, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the time the public can't see the work. So I've um, I'm, and I'm always getting asked if I have any work for sale, and I don't. Um, so the collection is a homewares collection, which is perfect timing because all of us are going to yes. want renovations when we come out of lockdown. Um, so they are. It's it's a combination at the moment of uh, mural-sized wallpaper and kimonos um, that I'm yes. doing, and each of the wallpapers are a big statement about um, who are you, uh, what do you want to be, very aspirational type pieces. So, but they're th these are now going to be um, for sale, right, publicly. Yes, oh, yes. You, you've done so many of these commissioned for people's private homes, but never have these been uh, public before, correct? That's no. correct, yes. Okay. And then I've, I've got one of my pieces is pretty much, um, even though I conceived it probably 18 months ago, I'm finally getting to work on it and it's going to take two months to finish. Wow. Um, and it's my, uh, it's my Guernica, I keep calling it. So it's my uh, Picasso's Guernica. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and uh, um, it, it, the, in the notes I have here from you, it, it says this is not your typical home, homeware company. The company has appropriated the original motto to use: "Home is where your toothbrush is," which brings to mind home is ever changing, a bit like the quest to understand who we are and our purpose on the planet. We're curious energy that shifts and changes, and the Diggs collection therefore reflects this metamorphic concept as a tangible artwork in your home, in your personal sanctuary, for you to wake each day, to wake to each day a new butterfly and to begin another day of transformation. The philosophy is to evoke the home with aspiration, either of who you are or who you want to become. And I read that on purpose because I think it really shows the depth to which you go to in your work. I mean, people have got to go and look at your work after this because um, it is really fascinating and amazing. And as I said before, it's like um, the detail of your designs are unbelievable. It's not for everybody, for sure. But no, right? But yeah, <laughs> not everybody's for everybody, right? And but That's I correct. can see it just being such a statement piece in somebody's amazing home, right? The wallpaper. Mm. But to have it be um, 
like, do you get, okay, so let's say when you were doing the, the ones in somebody's home, the private commissions, do you really get to know the person to put them into it? Or do you just, it's you, but it's your personality based on what you've seen, observed, whatever, of the owner of the home? I mean, I, when, when clients come to me, I take as much as I possibly can of them and then do my twist on them. So, um, because they've come to me for my particular style. So right. to kind of deny them of that and just present themselves back to themselves. I mean, they're used to that. Um, yeah, I just, they like to see their interpretation of themselves in my eyes, I guess. Like, I think well, that's course. what I've become known for. So Yes, and they've either come to you because they've seen a piece of your work that they love or, um, or just more than that and they just want something that's Katie Bright, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's amazing to me. I, I'm fascinated. I think um, we had a conversation before this um, interview, and I think I could have talked to you for hours because I, I find you very, um, you're intuitive, but you're also um, like a sponge, like you love to read and explore and, and uh really see things in a specific way that I totally can't relate to in, in that. That's why I'm in awe of it. <laughs> right? Right. I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. I mean, well, we can just, all do anything if we put our minds to it. Yeah, but you're the artist that I'm not. And that's why, you know, and I think that's, you know, um, as I was introduced to you by my daughter, and I know that my daughter has a very strong artistic side and that's where she I can to connect it. Right. Yes. Yeah. She is. Um, she and anything she puts her mind to uh, happens. So uh, yes. I can see that the two of you have a lot in common. I think it's important to be intuitive. I think creativity is all, all it is, is intuition and, um, and understanding. Um, and I think it's really important for me to know people. But mm. for me to know people, I have to know myself. So you have to have your limitations. Um, and your ethics and work ethics and I, I you know, as, as I have 20 amazing clients, I have one bad client mm -hmm. and my job is to get to the bottom of why that person's not correct for me as quickly as possible and politely decline. Um, because if you, if you, if you're aware of your intuition and understand, you know that it may not have a hiccup now, but there'll be a hiccup later on. And you don't want that for either of you. So, right. so it's important to be honest and, and especially in the work that you do, because you probably wouldn't do your best work in that situation. No, no. And the last thing you need is a dramatic artist on your hands. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's not, now, that's not a pretty sight. So you're, you're an artist but you're also a business owner. So yes. how do you balance those two things? And um, do you have any advice for creatives in business? I don't think that there is an extension of two separate people. So there's, there's no Katie and there's no business Katie. They're just the one person. Okay. And I think that's the only way to be successful because you, you you also have to work within your energy, like when you're most creative. Um, uh, the business aspect comes from 
from really just knowing what you want and what you want to achieve and then don't deter from from that road i mean you know if you don't want to create something in blue then don't use blue don't be forced to use blue right um, it that's the only way to stay true to yourself um and to to make a living is to know what you want and how you work okay but that's still your art side so when it comes to and, and i'm asking this because mm. you have projects that are women related and you're a strong woman how do you know how to price your pieces how do you know how to you know what you're willing to negotiate uh, you know those skills are generally not the creatives skills right no they're not and you have to learn the hard way i mean okay. it's been a it's been a long road um again you you look at time you look at um what you're going to get out of a project how uh, the visibility um, whether the client is all talk and they're promising you visibility and you're not really going to get it because that happens an awful lot. Um, you never work for free unless there's a huge payoff, mm -hmm. um, ever work for free. Um, and, and, and it's going to be interesting coming out of the time that we're in right now, you know, creatives, um, uh, grasping onto things because there's not a lot of work. I'm going to be very interested to see how time evolves. But yeah, you um, you learn to price yourself fairly reasonably, and I think that's where you know, say like me developing the the Dix collection comes in. You don't make an awful lot on private commissions per se. By the time um, you work out per hour, mm -hmm. um, but it's also I can't, I can't also not create something until it's the high standard. So if I've lost financials because I've put extra time in, that's my own fault. Mm -hmm. um, but your, yeah. your reputation is, is important too. So that's what. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think if you're a young artist building your career, um, if you start with, I don't know, a project that's a thousand dollars, the next project you, 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 increase it it's a compounding effect so as you grow your price increases so you don't suddenly go from being a thousand dollars to twenty thousand dollars the next right. time that you work i think that's you know you and you learn and you also learn to ask better questions from your client um you know design by committee is quite an interesting project uh so when a group comes to you um wanting some work um, you figure out how many people are amongst that group because that's maybe four or five people that I have to satisfy mm -hmm. and I've got four or five people offering opinions. It's very difficult to make four or five people very happy. Mm -hmm. So um, the price has to go up because mm -hmm. there's a lot more negotiation going on with the work and compromise. Whereas if I design for one person, it's so much easier because you know, you, if you're very good at understanding people, you can extract what they really want and then represent it back with your twist. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's, it's all about, I mean, you have to keep failing. You have to um, make all those mistakes at the beginning of your career to then realize that you won't take those jobs. I mean, I recently did a project for um, the United Nations put a call out. Uh, to do some artworks in response to COVID. 
Um, and it was a free project. And I was just like, oh, I just needed a deadline. <laughs> so I did it within 24 hours and p- pitched some work. And uh, we will find out in a couple of weeks uh, oh, who cool. got selected. But it's just like, you know, okay, so I just said that I don't do anything for free. But I just fancied it. So sometimes, you, yeah. you know, and obviously if whoever wins that project, I think there's 10 finalists. Um, that's fantastic exposure. Um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, so you, you, I think you just have to make those those calls as you go along in your career. So um, do you have or have you ever worked with um, an agent? I have. Yes. Um, so I, is that good or bad? Which is better doing it yourself or? Uh, definitely having an agent is so much. It makes life so much easier. Yeah. Um, but you I think you do need to know your own business yes. and you need to learn those skills. Um, good advice, I think. Really good advice. And I think you, you should be able to do both of those things. Um, I, I like working directly with clients because it means I get um, a really good read. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you work through the agent, they're the buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you should also know how to negotiate your time and negotiate your worth. Mm-hmm. I think you can apply that in financials to relationships in, in love or relationships with your friends. Um, you know, you need to always know your worth and, you know, don't ever compromise who you are unless, um, it's a good compromise. Yeah. It has to feel right for sure. Yes. Um, you mentioned, uh, compound, the compound effect. That's a good book. Have you read it? I haven't read it. I read the uh, read all the uh, abbreviations on it. I'm really terrible at reading. I kind of get very distracted. Like I like get so inspired, and then and then I have to go and make something based off of what I found that I never really get through a book. But yes, um, I understand the fundamentals, and it's genius. Yes, it's good. Um, something someone told me once because I'm not very good at finishing books either. <laughs> that, um, and I love books, but I I love buying them. I never finish reading them. Mm. And um, Somebody once told me that uh, if you stopped where you stopped in a book, then you've got all you needed to know from it. And I went, oh, good. I'll accept that. That's good. I like that. Yes. Well, all you, all you need to know for right now. Yes. I mean, if book you, right now. Um, I, I always love the fact that Bob Proctor has been reading Think and Grow Rich every day for 55 years or how many years it is now. And every time he reads it, he um, sees something different that he didn't know the day before. So I kind of like that. Yes. That, but then that also gets extremely scary that I, you know, with my reading time, that I have to read that same book every day because then when am I, I going to get time to read the, all the other things I want to read? Totally. Agree. Um, totally. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, you, you take away what you need to know now. And I think if you work with the laws of the universe um, and manifestation, I think you always find what you need to find when you need to find it. So totally agree with what you've just said. Well, I think that's a wonderful place to wrap it up a little bit in that mm-hmm. uh, the laws of the universe and you get what you need at the time and all of those wonderful sayings that I think are so true. Uh, what's in your immediate future? We'll, we'll, and then I'll ask um, how people can find you and I will put that in the show notes as well. But what's, in, what's, what's on the horizon for Katie Bright and Welcome to the Bright Side and the Diggs Collection? 
Well, I'm, uh, as you mentioned, I'm launching this new collection um, and I was fortunate to design a mural for the ceiling for Pasadena Show House. Oh, really? Um, yes. I mean, it's massive. It's huge. It's like, um, I think, sorry, translation. It's like uh, 300 inches, I think. It's like, it's, it's enormous and it's completely original from one end to the other. So it's a huge mural that's going on the ceiling. I'm also hand painting one, but unfortunately due to- Playhouse? Is it the Pasadena Playhouse? Pasadena Show House. Um, oh, oh, the uh, show home, that's right. Show that's, home, that's yes. That's right, okay, yes, 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 now I remember. So that was due to launch on the 26th of April, um, but unfortunate, um, we don't know when it's next, yes. when it's opening, but um, they're doing massive things there this year. They've got, I think, 19 new designers in, young designers. They're really mixing up the show house industry. I'm really fortunate to be working with a really beautiful designer that's pushing boundaries. So, um, yeah, so hoping to launch the digs at Pasadena. So that's going to be super exciting. Um, so I've got that coming up. I'm working with a company that is doing uh, a version of Bitcoin, but for art. Oh. Um, it's called Cryptograph. Um, that's super exciting. Um, I've obviously got the award coming up. Mm-hmm. Ah, very. Yeah, I keep, I keep, I've got yeah. There's lots of things, but of course, nobody knows when anything real life's going to continue, or if yes. it's going to continue. Um, I'm just going to keep living in my fantasy land, I think. Well, and keep creating the beautiful things that you create while you're home, right? Yes, yes. And if anybody needs any new inspiration, they know where to come. Absolutely. And where can they find you, Katie, on on uh, the web? What's the best place? The best place at the moment is to go to welcometothebrightside.com. Okay. Um, everything should be there. Um, the dickscollection.com also links back to that because we're pretty much one of the same person. So, um, yeah, come and enjoy my fantasy. Um, it's, uh, yeah, Alice in Wonderland, but for adults. Uh, totally delightful. And so are you. And I'm so glad Thank you. Got to meet you and to interview you and I encourage my audience to check out Katie's work she is really amazing and I wish you uh, much success and safety and happiness moving forward so thank you so much for listening please go over and subscribe so you don't miss another episode and if you can leave a review even better and um, get a hold of Katie and tell her that uh, you want to see more of her and what she does. And lastly, stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.